In the current time we are facing with rising inflation costs and other dramatic changes to our economy, I want you to think about what you're doing to prepare yourself. On this episode of For Better Self and Net Worth, I was very fortunate to talk with Sari Abraham. Sari is the owner and CEO of Financial Asset Protection, and he is the host of Thinking Like a Bank podcast. On this show, For Better Self and Net Worth, he talks about ways he can help you prepare for a financial future and has some freebies for listeners of For Better Self and Net Worth. Just a heads up, this episode you're about to listen to was recorded in my car, so if you notice a different sound quality, just know that. With Sari's busy schedule and my busy schedule combined, we got to make this work. I also want to mention that I did have some very human moments in the show. I kept saying think like a bank when I totally meant to say thinking like a bank, but it's thinking like a bank. And also check out the show notes for the show. And now go ahead, turn up the volume. Tune in and listen up to the amazing advice that Sari has for you. We both appreciate you taking time to listen to the show. Make sure you check out his podcast and his website, Thinking Like a Bank, as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. Today, we're going to focus really big on the net worth portion. I have with me Sari. Sari is the host of Think Like a Bank podcast. He is here to share some valuable information with us about protecting our assets and our investments. So Sari, if you like, go ahead and give us a background on yourself. Tell us who you are and the backstory of financial asset protection and Think Like a Bank. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, and as you mentioned, I'm the host of a show called Thinking Like a Bank. Uh, We show listeners how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use so that way people could find more financial freedom in their life. That's something we're really big on. We show people how to save money, how to save on taxes, how to find more discipline for saving, uh, solving financial problems like getting out of debts, uh, um, uh, saving for retirement and other areas, whatever the client needs to kind of solve financially. That's who we are. I also run a company called Financial Asset Protection. And like you mentioned, we protect wealth for clients in, in all 50 states. Most of our work as like today for a lot of people post-COVID is done over Zoom. So um, it's pretty interesting how we can help people. And yeah, that's who we are and, and kind of what we do. And do you have a niche or an ideal client? Mm-hmm. And who would, what would they be working with you on? Yeah, absolutely. Our target are um, small business owners, like, you know, one to five employees. We work with, obviously, if you're bigger than that, but we love working with small business owners and real estate investors. Uh, I am a small business owner myself, so I can relate to other small business owners. I think that also small business owners don't have like black and white needs, like just like fixed needs. It's, it's always unique. It's always, it depends. It's always sentimental as to why they became self-employed and the things they're doing. So we get that, you know, and that's kind of like what we specialize in. Plus we understand like different things of like, if you need financing, if you need outside capital from investors, if you need, you know, you need your own pension plan because you're not, you're probably not going to have a pension or benefits. So we kind of understand those intricate parts of being self-employed, especially small, and especially usually on a, on a smaller budget. If you're, you know, one or two employees, um, we, we kind of understand those things. So we've tailored our business to address those things. And that's what we're good at. You know, we, we, we've stayed in that lane and we understand that lane. That's very good. And I always wonder, like small business owners, I think they have to learn to manage everything, especially with benefits, saving for their retirement. They're just basically managing their money overall. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they have to go into debt for a temporary time just to get the business up and going. Mm -hmm. 
And then with credit cards, do you, and I know you and I both talked before this, we both travel a lot. Do you believe credit cards can be an asset builder? Yeah, I think that credit cards have benefits. Like number one, like they could help improve your credit, right? If you're paying off the balances. And then number two, like you can get points. And then number three, like for, for business reasons, like if you have, for example, your money working in your business and you have a business credit card, then you can use that capital outside of your business capital. Now, all that being said, I do think that, you know, credit cards aren't for everybody. They're, they have their problems. Um, you know, it's one of the largest debts that people have. Also, the credit card, the, the way that interest is calculated on credit cards tends to be the highest form of financing. It's the, it's, yes. it's you know, if you were to separate good debt and bad debt, credit cards would be on the bad debt at the top of the list, you know, because of like, for example, if you have a credit card, that's like 16% APR interest. That means you're taking the total sum of your, your balance, multiply that by uh, 16%, divide that by 12, and then you compound that onto the balance every single month, which explains how people get into how their credit card balances increase. Even when they're paying them off, they're increasing because the interest is like, um, they're not outpacing the interest uh, payment. So, it could be a very form. It could be a nightmare, and it's a huge cause for bankruptcy too, because people feel like they have to tap out. They can't just keep paying that money. But all that being said, you know there are ways to mitigate that. Like if your balance is, you know, ten thousand dollars, obviously based off of like credit rules, you want to have a maximum usage of thirty percent, so like three thousand out of ten thousand. And then I would even, if if you have a, a history of being in debt, I would even divide that by two. So like your max is fifteen hundred out of ten thousand. You know that kind of mentality where you have rules. And this is what we talk about on the show, thinking like a bank. Like when you go to take out a loan, for example, from a bank, you know they have like a process, right? They're not just thinking in their in, in their heads like should we give this person money or not. They have like rules. Like do they live in this state? What kind of assets do they have? Those assets, what's the value of them? They have an underwriter that looks over these things. They have steps in place to determine like if the risk is good or not. And I think that we as individuals, even if we're not in the banking industry or the finance industry, we still need those principles. Like we have our own templates that we go through, like check, is this, does this fit our goals? Does it align with our values? Is it going to help us? And then you go through this list and then you either accept or deny that opportunity or investment or idea that you have. Yes. And speaking of investments, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on some of the digital currencies. So Bitcoin has been a hot topic. NFTs are becoming a hot topic. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, absolutely. I think I've been hearing a lot about that. As a financial planner, a lot of people have been asking me for advice on that. And just kind of full disclaimer, I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert on cryptocurrency or digital currency, but I do own some Bitcoin myself. I've I've played around with the the whole digital cryptocurrency world. And I think that like if you were to... Uh, put on a scale of like one to 99, one being like super safe. This is money in your, in your checking account and your CDs. Uh, that would be one. And then 99 would be like stocks in a tech company. You know, I think that NFTs and cryptocurrency would fall on the 99 scale. So what that means is that um, understand that first that it's a high risk, even with, you know, how, however certain you want to feel about it, it's, it's going to be at a high risk level at 99, the highest risk you can go. And I think that if you were like, there's different ways to manage a portfolio, right? If somebody has like a hundred thousand dollars that they come to you with and they're like, all right, let's invest this. There are so many things that go into play before we allocate some of the money. I think a very small percentage, depending on the person's age and their goals and how risk averse they are, you know, a small percentage of their, the overall money that they want to invest could be 
you know, I think it would be appropriate to invest in cryptocurrency and NFTs because it is high risk. It is high return. I think that you need some, you need, you need, and you need one part of your portfolio that has that element where it's like high risk, high return. So you could make more money. And then you have the other majority portion of your portfolio in safer areas. So that way, like it can kind of balance out. It's like the law of large numbers. Like you, you have some money that's high risk and then you have most of your money that's safe. This way you can make money upside potential. But also if you lose that money, you still have all the other safer investments. I think this is some talk to your financial planner about this, but this is kind of one of the things that we do when we're managing portfolios, especially with like higher risk um, investments. Yes. So maybe we'll keep it safe with like the index funds yeah. mm-hmm. and stock investments, and then maybe consider going into the cryptocurrency world, but just understanding yeah. that it is a higher risk and it's still new. Yeah. It's still, it's, you know, uh, we don't we don't understand even Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I think, is the longest cryptocurrency out of all the ones. But it, yeah. even Bitcoin is relatively new. So yeah, I think it's you know go for it. But at the same time, there is risk involved, and I would not do like a huge portion of your income or portfolio towards Bitcoin. I would do or cryptocurrencies, just like a smaller amount, so that way you can participate in the upside risk. But you have like a, a backbone, you have a foundation in case things don't go in, in your favor. Awesome. Well, tell us about something, an event, a book that inspired you to start your own business and to start your podcast? Yeah. Um, so many books. I, that's one of the things I like to do. I, lo- I love reading books. So um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for sure. If It's by Robert Kiyosaki. It's like the foundation for all real estate investors and business owners. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, kind of talks about like the, the reasons why people become self-employed in the United States, especially in regards to tax reasons and asset protection and finding financial freedom. So I love that book. And then I read a lot of books by Napoleon Hill. Napoleon yes. Hill was, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome writer. Um, yeah, it really taps into the, the emotional side of how you think about yourself when it comes to business and kind of making the right judgments and the right decisions. And it goes back to like how I talked about like how banks have like an underwriting guideline. You kind of, you know, Napoleon Hill talks about this in his books. Like you want to have like a, your own guidelines, your own set of standards that you're sticking to, that you believe in, and that you're following. Like almost like you're checking in with the CEO of a company, even though you own your company, you would have to check in and, and get it authorized and get it approved. You want that mentality. And and you, and you it's it's pretty cool because you end up seeing more results. After I started implementing things like that, I've seen an uptick. I've seen like a rise in, in how I run my business and the income I earn and the things I'm able to accomplish. Yes. And it's very important. What I've learned is your mindset is your mm-hmm. best asset when it mm-hmm. comes to building wealth. 100%. Yeah. I think that, you know, probably 90% of your success is going to rely on the way you think about yourself and the way you feel yes. about yourself internally. The other 10% is going to be the money you have, the family you came from, the area you grew up in, the college degree you have, the certifications, licenses, the languages you speak, all the technical things that are exterior to us are going to, that's 10%. 90% of it is the way you feel about yourself and the way you're coaching yourself and how you treat yourself. Yes. You basically summed up my show. <laughs> wonderful wonderful well what advice would you like to leave for better self and net worth listeners with yeah absolutely i think you know know your numbers know your numbers very well like know how much money you make how much money you have how much debt you have what your goals are where you want to go like what your objectives are short term long term like know these things very well um always keep your education going and it's it's a never-ending journey keep um you know keep listening to podcasts like this youtube videos reading books 
uh, keep sharpening, you know, as they say, keep sharpening your blade, uh, keep, keep you at home. Um, and then also to check out our show, thinking like a bank, you know, it's a, I think it's a good show for those who want to kind of think, like think more like about a bank and then, yeah. And I have a free ebook I can give away for listeners. If it's okay, I could share the link to it. Absolutely. yeah, it's like a 30-page ebook. It's free. You can download it at thinkinglikeabank.com and it talks about more of the, the strategy that we use. Perfect. Perfect. And then you told us about your ebook. Tell mm-hmm. us where how we can work with you and where we can find Think Like a Bank podcast. Yeah, so you can find it on all the major platforms. It's um thinking like a bank, thinkinglikeabank.com. You could also at that same website, you can schedule an appointment with me for free, download the ebook, check out the podcast. There's a LinkedIn link that connects you to my LinkedIn profile, also our YouTube channel. So everything is going to be at thinkinglikeabank.com. And I'd love to meet you. I'd love to talk to you for like a free 15-minute call, see how I can help you reach some of your financial goals. Well, thank you so much for this valuable information. Thank you for being on the show. Guys, make sure you check out Think Like a Bank podcast and visit thinklikeabank.com. Sari has so much valuable information for you, especially around tax season and Mm -hmm. coming from a global pandemic. You guys will find so much value in this. And Sari, thank you so much for sharing with us and being on the show. Thanks, Ella. listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.